Hello and welcome to Saying the Skein. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. And Benjamin Tankersley, Elijah Walls. Where the heck are you? Oh boy, these fellas, I tell you, that you can't you can't get them in the booth. I mean, that's Ben that's the truth. Ben went and got engaged, and now he he has no more time for the podcast. And Elijah watched this movie with us and then left. <laughs> Just wow. a little preview of the of the kind of movie that we watched this week, folks. Uh, but uh, but Tristan, we are not doing this solo, are we? No, uh, it's just it's the both of us actually. So that doesn't mean it's solo. Tristan, I hate you. We have a guest this week. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we we have a guest this week. Uh, guest, would would you care to 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 would you care to entice our listeners? with your smooth, sultry voice. Well, the guest of this podcast is one Graham Parker, writer and host of the podcast Grizzly History, and I'm here to talk about Highlander with you guys. You know, wow. that actually sounded like a pre-recorded thing. Um, what if what if Graham actually, like, didn't have time to meet with us today, so he just went and recorded an entire podcast by himself <laughs> and he left room for us to interject yeah, at various we have points. to base our, our voices around it yeah yeah graham it's good to have you on man well hey it's it's good to be on yeah. um love the movie and um <laughs> I, cool. I can't wait to talk about it and I, I know you guys can't either yeah no. yeah listeners uh this week we watched 1986's highlander and y'all, I'm gonna be honest with you. We struggle. We're we're struggling right now. This is well, this is something. Look, we say that we say we struggled, and then I feel like we actually have a lot to say. We have a ton <laughs> to say. We have a ton to say. Um, yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's Highlander. It's uh, uh, came out in 1986, directed by Russell Mulcahy. Mulcahy, I think. Uh, Christopher Lambert stars Christopher Lambert or Lambert, uh, Sean Connery, Sean Connery, uh, Clancy Brown, Roxanne Hart, uh, BD Edney, Alan Norris, Sheila Gish, who has an eye patch. That's cool. Um, and uh, a bunch of other people. Uh, this movie uh, was made for a budget of $15 million, excuse me, $16 million, and uh, grossed. 5.9 million um worldwide <laughs> what's funny though is so it grossed 5.9 million in the u.s but then if you look at worldwide it grossed five point it grossed five million nine hundred thousand seven hundred twelve this movie only made seven hundred twelve dollars overseas apparently um wow According to IMDb, which I mean, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, so yeah, this movie didn't make a lot of money, but listeners, hold on to your horses uh, because these are the ratings of this thing. Okay, it has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, an 87% on Google, and an 8.9 out of 10 off of a website that is simply called port.hue and i'm pretty sure it's written in uh virus 
code. I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's written as a virus. Uh, but hey, <laughs> this virus, this virus left this movie a rating of an eight point nine out of ten. Why did you find that? I just searched on on Google and it came up. Wow. Yeah. Never heard of that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick. Uh, it's me, uh, the editor version of Ben. Uh, if you're wondering where I was, I was, uh, as Doug mentioned, I did get engaged. Uh, I was also taking a bit of a mental health break. Um, it was just something that felt needed, but mostly I wanted to interrupt because these boys were foolish enough to leave out the Common Sense Media score. Can you believe that? Uh, but anyway, uh, Common Sense Media gave this movie... I just closed the tab. Hold on a second. A th three stars out of five. Now, I haven't seen the movie, but I hope you enjoy their review of it. Y'all have fun. This is a wild time, folks. Yeah. What What is this movie about? Can we start there? Sure. If one of y'all would like to try and explain it, because I honestly don't even know. Graham, think you could go for it? Um. Broadly speaking, it's kind of like it, it takes high fantasy concepts and brings them into the present day of 1986. Um, what you have essentially is a world in which there are these immortal beings, these people that can apparently never die unless, of course, they're decapitated. You can try to drown them. You can stab them through their heart. You can shoot them into the void of space. They will not die unless they're decapitated. And they are, they, they live forever until the one day that there will be this so-called gathering in which they come together and there can only be one person standing on top. And so, even though it's 1986, they duel with swords for the privilege of being the, the last immortal alive. There can only be one. I mean, as we all know, there can only be one. Obviously. Which it's it's funny. So uh, I have a I have a poster in my room of the 100 most famous movie quotes of all time, and on that list is there can only be one from Highlander. Yeah, and you know, it's in this movie. It's he, in it. He said it after he did the thing. Yeah, he said it. Yeah. So so <laughs> basically, we have our protagonist in Connor McCloud, played by Christopher Lambert. And then we have our antagonist, and yeah, I don't even remember what he's called. Korag, the the, the Kurgan, <laughs> the Kurgan, uh, the Kurgan, played by Mr. Krabs himself, uh, Clancy Brown. And uh, yeah, they they just go at it. They just go at it constantly. The, the Kurgan is the character of the Kurgan. Um, look, I I don't know. I think Kurgans are Kurgans, uh, an ethnic group in Russia. I'm going to assume I shouldn't assume, actually. I don't know. But that's what I'm getting because they, they talked about it in the movie. He, right? I, I, I don't even remember. He This is this is uh, Clancy Brown's introduction to this movie. He comes in and one of many flashbacks. He comes in riding uh, on a horse uh, picture in your head, listeners. Uh, Tilda Swinton from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, 
her armor in that final battle of like the gold lion mane and all that stuff. He comes in wearing something very similar to that. Um, and uh, he he stabs Connor McLeod and Connor McLeod doesn't die. And we, we just go from there. Okay, so I'm looking up the Kurgans, okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've got, um, I mean, it, it's basically like, southern like like turkish russia essentially that's where the kurgans are from so yeah it's 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 an ethnic group it's a culture the kurgans um it is a prehistoric culture the group doesn't exist anymore but apparently uh, according to um sean connery's character um they uh uh what they they kill children for fun or something for sport fed them uh, to dogs fight over the meat or something yeah so i guess he's the most evil person they could think of yeah he, put him he, in. he's a bad dude the kurgan is yeah. a bad dude just he's a bad dude anyway so first first of all big old what okay um, the reason we say that is because there's a lot of uh, magical shizwiz going on in this movie. And by magical shizwiz, uh, I mean the quote that they say every now and then. I'm forgetting it. Um, someone could help me out. That'd be fantastic. What does it sound like? <laughs> um, it's something that Sean Connery's character says. It's the magic of it. It's just the oh, magic. Oh, the well, that, that's a different thing, which it was never oh. really explained what the quickening is. <laughs> yeah, this movie throws a bunch of magical jargon at you that you better know because they're going to use it constantly, even though they never really explain what it is. You know, you got your quickenings, you got your gatherings, mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. your, you got your, your immortals, you got your immortals. Yeah, okay, is Highlander a title, or is it, like, his name, or what? what is I it? I think it's his title, it's his title, like, the Krugen is the name of the big bad guy, right? So you got the two of them facing off. Okay. Yeah, okay. and th- these are two ancient ethnic groups, essentially. Mm-hmm. The Highlander and the Kurgan. Right. Faces off. Two people who would have never in history faced each other. Now they're fighting. <laughs> Like Spike Studley's Warriors or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, oh, man. So I, I I, wanted to go into the what part again, because yeah, it's, it's, ex, it's explained what happens if you read the 10 novels that follow this film and also watch uh, the five or so movies and the three video games and um, the animated series and the two TV shows. There's a lore. Suffice it to say there's a lore here. Doug, I think you're muted. Um. It's, it's, it's a huge, huge lore. But the funny thing is, is that, and I think we confirmed this, all of that extra lore came out after this movie. Yeah. They had to figure out how to explain it. They said we made we made all this shit. Now we don't know what to do with it. Uh, 
So let's just kind of pump out some explainer fillers. I mean, I read I read the plot of the second film, and uh, he did. It's, it's complex. And without even watching the second film, I think the second film would also have a giant what that we need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Cause like there is like some global warming stuff in there. There's some uh there's some this Diced. is all your fault, Jafar. Different planet. Different planet. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff in the second movie, and we haven't even watched that movie. We can't I can't even I can't even use the second movie as an explainer for what I just saw because we're not reviewing that film. We have to review what we saw, which was a mess. Like the first half hour was, um, the first, I mean, I don't know, dude. I, I could not follow the first half hour. It was kept cutting back and forth, which maybe they were trying to confuse you. Why would a movie want to confuse you like that? I don't know. Well, I think, it, I think it really kind of draws you in, though, doesn't it? Because, I mean, the film begins, and right off the rip, you're not expecting Queen to be doing the soundtrack. And then you're in a wrestling match, and then these guys are fighting swords, and then it's cutting back to, you know, the Highland Civil War or something. I, it's confusing, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's really intriguing, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's one of those, it's one of those almost like the uh, the train wreck that you can't look away from. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know that what you're watching might not be the most satisfying thing, but but good lord, it's so weird. You can't help but watch it. Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned the music as well. Yeah. Queen does... Okay, they're not credited as like the soundtrack artist for this movie, but they, they do... Are. Yeah, they are. Like, they, they did the soundtrack for this. Like, like they did it. And it's great music because it's Queen, but like was not expecting queen in highlander no definitely not and michael Kamen did the music for this yeah i only heard queen sorry michael <laughs> maybe michael's michael, part of queen i don't know michael word to the wise never go toe-to-toe with queen Mm-mm, no no i think he did the score though Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I mean, Queen's great, uh, of course. There's Queen, but to throw them in my wild movie, of which we've described, I feel like it didn't really helped the situation. Of was this just supposed to be a testosterone trip? Was I just supposed to really just like want to go outside? pick up a sword, swing it at a couple of trees, maybe a few heads, I don't know, and just go maybe. crazy? Is that is that what it wanted me to do? Because, I mean, I, I I don't think I want to do that, but, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, give me a few days. Let me reflect on it. Let me read. Let me read some more about Highlander. Maybe I will. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what's their goal really here for? Well, like, what, what are we doing? Well, well, what's interesting is that if you look at it like – you're not and you're not entirely off because there's a lot to lead you to think that like they're just going after a movie that will deliver the most testosterone possible because you've got elements that allude to like Rocky and Rocky Four, which you know I think a lot of people have the misconception that like that's just like 
that's just like a dude's movie or something like that. Um, and then you have also these allusions to uh, to the first Terminator movie in that grungy alleyway scene. Um, and then, you know, you have, you have really big hair and swords and Scottish people, because I think, I think people just assume Scottish people are like, I don't know. I don't know. Y'all, y'all, I'm really struggling with this movie. Like the amount of a head trip that I'm currently on is... (laughs) I I have no words. I have no words for this movie. Now now Graham, you're you're Scottish. I I do have Scottish ancestry. Yes. Can you explain this for us? Well, I think the thing you have to understand is, I mean, Scots as a people are not universal. I mean, they're talking about Highlanders. Me and myself, I mean, my people come from the lowlands. <clears throat> oh, um, of course. You know, we didn't wear kilts and wave our bollocks and scream freedom. Um, we were actually kind of on the border. And uh, I, I guess, I mean, sure, you had Tartan and whatnot that identified your clan. I can't tell you anything about Clan McLeod or why they fought the rival clan and why they would have a black knight from Russia. Um, right. I'm, I'm sure it happened. Um, I'm sure it didn't happen like that, though. Maybe he, maybe he married one of their daughters or something. That's how he got right. out of the fight. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you the one thing that did, uh, did strike me is how quickly this guy went from being... I mean, I, I didn't catch it if he was, like, leading his clan or not, but he seemed important. And then, like, the next day, after he survives being stabbed through the gut, they say, uh, you serve Satan, and we're going to burn you to death. Uh, because he survived. He had the audacity to survive. <laughs> they said, you were one of our, our finest warriors, and you survived. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, honestly, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I personally, I mean, that, that part of the movie was like the first 30 minutes. And... I felt like we were moving at breakneck speed. Like I, I, I wasn't very interested because I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't follow it. Like I didn't know what was going on because so many things were happening at once. Um, did you guys feel differently or the same? I felt like there were definitely things that I didn't understand that were happening. Um, I felt like I understood enough to sort of keep up with what was happening with the story. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a point where I was just like, where I just kind of had that, that conversation with myself of, okay, I understand pretty much everything I'm going to actually be able to understand in this movie um so i'm just gonna have to hunker down and bear barrel through i agree with you though this movie moves like insanely fast like it's a two-hour movie and it did not feel like two hours no sean connery is in this film for like 20 minutes i i would argue yeah i would argue he's he's in here for honestly less than 20 minutes well half of his time is him fighting the kurgan 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, the other half is training the Highlander. Yeah. Of which, by the way, all this information that we get happens in like the first 30 minutes of the movie. We get here. He's, he's a dude who can survive. He's immortal, um, which is not that crazy of a thing to think of in a movie. But also here's Sean Connery. Um, he just showed up. He's uh, he's fancy. He's wearing all these cool clothes. And also he's immortal. And for just some reason, he's going to train this dude. And we're like, okay, cool. I guess now we're here. That it didn't really, you didn't really explain anything of this. Why? Why, why did this happen? Why, do, why should I care this is happening? But it's happening. Okay, cool. I don't know. That, yeah. that to me was like, I was just not in it. I was like, I didn't get in it until after Sean Connery died, probably. Yeah, I think I think the the sort of like go-to response to if a movie doesn't feel as long as it is is to compliment its pacing. And I don't think I don't think you can really compliment this movie's pacing. I think it's just like its relentlessness to get through as much as possible in as short of time as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Weird. I feel like the movie left a lot to be explored, but I mean, like you're saying, as far as the movie itself goes, I don't think we ever really got the depth that we needed to fully understand. I mean, the world that this was a part of. Well, Graham, you have to read the novels. Well, I guess, but they came out after the movie right? and see the TV shows. You have to wait. Basically, they Who said, knows? "Look at all this." And they shocked everyone, and then they. <laughs> You know what it was? You know what it was? They saw uh, Empire Strikes Back and they saw how George Lucas left people waiting on on a cliffhanger and they were like, what if we made an entire series of cliffhangers? Only you did not know they were cliffhangers until you saw the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I just, and then you've got, and then you've got Christopher Lambert in there and this man, like this is 90% of his career is the Highlander series. Yeah, certainly. Like it's, it's 90% of the man's career and he's in here. And this is the second movie that we've done with a Scott, with an actor doing a Scottish accent. And I have problems with it. And I promise, I don't have like an issue with like Scottish accents or like the Scottish dialect. I actually think it's a very lovely dialect. But I have a problem when it's just a weird, like it's not really done well because Graham said it best uh, that that, uh, it says in the movie that like Highlander is a man of like all lands or multiple, many different lands. The, the dude's the dude has a voice that might sound like he comes from many different lands because he can't pick one. Yep. So plan. apparently the quickening has its own it has its own wiki page. Wikipedia page. And it has changed 
according to how many movies have come out and series and everything, it's changed the definition of what it is. Guys, this, this, this franchise is a mess. Where's the cohesion? Where's the guy? Where's this? Where's the story runner? Where's the guy sitting behind the computer saying, yeah, this, okay. This, this connects to this, this connects to this. This is like kingdom hearts or like, trying to explain the legend of zelda <laughs> it's just all over the place and we've retconned things and where is where is kevin feige with the the master plan for how the highlander series uh has to go because you know yeah. you know kevin could have been making that first movie and he would have been like these people don't even know they don't even know what's a coming I got movies. I got shows. I got books. I got books. And I've got an anime. Yeah. Feige would have had planned the entire time. Um, okay. Well, I don't know, honestly, what else to talk about <laughs> regarding this film, guys. Um, Doug? Sean Connery is very good in it for the I, I firmly believe that Sean Connery and Clancy Brown are having the most fun in this movie yeah because I think they know what is going on yeah I think they're fine oh wait hold on there there is one thing that we do need to talk about in addition to all the weirdness of this movie this movie does have one very interesting take on the human condition and human psychology. And that is that apparently someone said, someone uttering the phrase, my name is Connor McLeod. I'm an immortal. Also, I know that's a terrible Scottish <laughs> accent. Um, my name is Connor McLeod. I'm an immortal. And taking a knife and stabbing himself. About as good as his accent apparently apparently that is like the most like the greatest aphrodisiac ever yeah i i guess keep that in mind for the future um please don't keep that in mind that's a horrible <laughs> thing to do keep it in mind to not do it yeah, yeah. I, it, it was it was the single-handed uh, to me the strangest thing in this movie yeah be, be, between everything else he stabs himself and I, and the, the camera started to zoom in and i was like are they gonna kiss why would they kiss why is any of this gonna happen and then they kiss and not only did they kiss they proceeded to have sex and they went further after he stabbed himself and i was like what why this wasn't this is not what happens maybe like a hug and like oh i'm so thankful you're not dead you know <laughs> not like i'm gonna stick my tongue in your mouth you know what explain that one doug i, I think you explained it about as well as it can be explained well i think you have to have context you know i mean imagine that you yourself like antiques you like them a lot and then you meet this antique dealer who may have decapitated a person in new jersey um, but then you do some research and you find out that this person may just be immortal and assuming the identities of people, you know, generations past. And you suspect that really strongly to the point that you confront them about it. And they say, 
hey, I'm going to stab myself and look, I'm immortal. And then they go in for a kiss. I mean, would you not kiss them back? Oh, and then they go in. Okay. And then the kiss. Did, did they like each other before that? I, I don't, I didn't really pick up on that. I, I would argue that they do not beforehand. I mean, I, I picked yeah, up on I some so. flirting at the, at like the dinner thing. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no. I'm glad that Graham understood what happened. Graham followed it. He was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Graham says, yeah, I've, yeah. Yeah. I've experienced Antiques. That. Have you not experienced the romantic powers of antiques? I yeah, mean, you just, you got to go into an antique store and just let it overtake you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> antiques take me. Yeah. Picture it. The most romantic date ever is uh, you go, you look at antiques uh you 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 think about the fact that who you're that who you're on the date with might have de- decapitated a guy in new jersey and then all of a sudden oh, Freddie yeah. mercury comes on starts singing about highlanders and bang mm. bang boom yeah that's it I mean, that's for, it for a movie it, that's it that has so much all, all kinds of other wacky things in it going on they decide to still keep it where there is a damsel in distress and there is an evil dude that's got to be stopped. They still have the, the, the tried and true plot device, you know? Um, They couldn't come up with something else more creative. Like, cause they did with the rest of the film. It certainly was creative to say the least. But they throw in an evil dude and a damsel in distress and like love interest that, I mean, I will say that the love interest uh, from the, his original one, you know, in Scotland, that was yeah. sad. I, yeah. I did feel. Yeah, no, that was that. that was sad. Yeah, that was Definitely. sad. I mean, I think she had a little more screen time than Sean Connery, but I mean, you know, she yeah. it was it was sad. Yeah. Oh no, and you know, here's the thing: like, I know people who really like this movie. Like, I know, like this this has a huge cult following. I just just gotta know, like, what is it? What is it about this movie? Why Highlander? This, this movie, uh, you know, you're gonna think it's weird for me to say this, maybe, but after watching this film and also reading up like I did on the subsequent series slash books slash whatever, video games, comics, it makes me... Honestly, it makes me want to learn more. <clears throat> like I, I'm interested to learn more, and it's the same feeling, similar feeling I got after watching Twilight for the first time. I was like, "This is wacky enough to where I need to know more about what's going on here." Yeah. Well, fellas, maybe that's I it. I know that I don't have anything else to say about this movie. <laughs> I don't either. Graham? Um, it's uh, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. That we can say for certain. Yes. With absolute certainty. Mm. All right. Well, let's take a minute and let's score this sucker. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Because, you know... I gotta be honest with you. This movie is about 
the like definition of the most middle of the road movie for me and it's not because it's like i can't decide if it's good or bad it's because there's a bunch of stuff that i think is cool and there's an even greater number of things that i'm just like i don't even know man so i might give this movie a 50 but you know i gotta say this movie threw out some really weird stuff with very little explanation so i think that i think that it deserves a really weird explanation too because not only does this movie deserve a 50 if i had to give this movie like another score that does not count on our system i would give it like purple like, like this movie this movie is 50 purple it is 50 purple wow all right i'll go next uh i i'm gonna give this movie um a 63 i think this movie was so outlandish that I mean we did Tank Tank Girl, okay, like a week or two ago. And that was an outlandish film, probably wilder than this one in in what happens. Um, I don't know, maybe just the, the same. And that one I could I could score pretty clearly. This one is harder. Um, and I get I'm I'm gonna give it a random thing too. Um, uh, this one gets, uh, get, it gets a dingle hopper for me. <laughs> it gets 63 dingle hoppers from old web. Well, uh, I guess to give it a score, I'd, I'd put it at, uh, I'll be bold. I'll give it 65. Um, I think that the world offers a lot to be explored. <sighs> you know, I mean, you can't argue that the thing is dated, but that's, I think, I don't think I necessarily hold that against it. I wouldn't want to see Highlander today. You know, I would want to see it exactly at the time that it was made. And yeah. uh, I guess if I had to give it another score, I'd give it um, accepting the wrong dish at a restaurant. So you ordered one thing, you got another, and you didn't come to that restaurant ready for that taste. You had another sensation in mind, but you think, you know what? I wouldn't have ordered this normally. Let's see how this goes. And uh, that's that's how Highlander was for me. So I'm not going to lie. I think, I think that's the most accurate score that was given tonight, that this is accepting the wrong dish at a restaurant. Now, granted, I, I did plug it into the patented scoreometer. Um, and it got a score of 59. But I think really the right score for this movie is this movie is accepting the wrong dish at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and it it takes that's good, Graham. It takes a long time sometimes to get to that point in your life where you'll accept that wrong dish, you know. <laughs> but I but I don't know. I I got to a point where I I feel the same way. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, well, I gotta tell you something. Um, I have not seen the movie that we're watching next week, but I've heard from what I've heard about it, it's got me thinking that we might be on the same path as Highlander. Uh Tristan, my friend, what are we watching next week? Next week we're watching the movie, it's a Netflix film called Bright. Yep. 
You probably saw some promotions for it when it came out. There's a great Machine Gun Kelly song uh, on the soundtrack. That is all I know about it. All I know is it's got Will Smith and an orc as cops. Yep, 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 yep. A real-life orc they cast. They went and they they went and they found themselves an orc. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Hey, well, Graham, thank you so much for being on, man. Uh, did uh, did you have a good time? Hey, I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, Graham, where can the people hear that smooth, sultry voice of yours on a on a fairly regular basis? Well, on a fairly regular basis, you can find me over on Grizzly History, the podcast, but we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and coming next week, TikTok. So mm. check us out there. Mm. Very <laughs> Wonderful. Nice. Very nice. Uh, go and check out Grizzly History. They got a bunch of bunch of great stuff, uh, making some really high quality content. You'll see Graham there. do some TikTok dances soon, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm waiting to see. That's why I'm I can't wait to see it. I I I pre-followed them on TikTok. Most people don't know how to do that, but I figured out how to do it. <laughs> I am TikTok. Wow, Mr. Talk. I am the talk. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, and uh, Tristan, why don't you tell the folks where they can keep up with uh with everything Byron Me has got going on? Yep, you can find us on all streaming platforms. Uh, you can also um, find us on social media as well uh, and on our website uh, as well, fightermedia.com. Yep. Uh, new episodes of Saying the Skein every week, new episodes of Tea with Doug G, hopefully where uh, my guests and I can uh, actually finish the episodes uh, every week uh, on Facebook and, you- and Tea with Doug G YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Uh, but uh, but yeah, thank you for checking out this week's episode of Highlander uh, and this week's episode of Setting the Skein. Uh, yeah, I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. And he's and, Graham. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's all of us. And this has been Setting the Skein. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>